This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. everybody um yes well after after saturday which the performance against qpr was indeed lamentable we've all gone through and looked at that and i think it's fair to say that a lot of the issues a lot of the problems surrounding the club that were talked about on saturday haven't gone away but doesn't a win feel nice for a change doesn't a performance feel nice doesn't a, a performance where we saw 11 shots on target The first half was tremendous. It was played with a really good intensity. Changes in the midfield. For me, for me, I thought Kone was outstanding um, in terms of the legs that he bought, the drive that he bought for us. Really interesting stuff from seeing, you know, Ngakia play in a right wing back role, but cutting in and Kone going outside, seeing Ken Semmer looked like he was starting to get some way back to his best in that first half, which was which was really great to see, which was really great to see. So those underpinning issues that we've been discussed on, on Saturday, yes, they're still there. Let's not pretend that they're not. But well done, Mr. Wilder. You've got a reaction out of a team, you know, kind of what, 72 hours after after that non-performance against QPR. So that's 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 really something. That's really something. So hopefully there's a bit of a, a feel-good factor about everything tonight. Um it, because we didn't have it. Saturday was a was a difficult old uh, difficult old evening after after that for for more than one reason, but we won't bother a barry about that. Let's go to the big cheese. Let's go to the big Lebowski. Brett sir, how are you, sir? Oh. Do you enjoy that a little bit more than over recent weeks? Peter, how are you? I'm in shock, mate. I, I'm. I. Do you know what I feel like? I've wit- witnessed a terrible car crash where all involved got out alive. Like it, 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 it's just a paradigm. It's mental. It's a paradigm shift, right? It's everything we've been wanting this season, especially after the QPR game. I, I was. I was literally gonna try and give my season ticket away on a street corner after. All that we've seen. Like, I, I mean, it's worse than that. I was, I was really dejected to start getting into the whole connection to the club stuff that we, you know, you guys spoke about at length. And it, it was like the Keenan Davis goal. There you go. Near post. What a finish. And and I read the Watford Observer article. So it's like it's happening. He He's like the GT. Why don't you shoot at goal as many times as possible? Because you might actually score. And couple so what i think was these players are wanting to play like they're in the prem so a lot of our problems i think is the approach to the game and i feel like we had both tonight we had a scrappy championship vibe to us but then we could play yeah. balls try and shoot a goal when it was actually likely that something could happen you know not from 
way out. It, it was like there was a. It felt like there was a balance of you're playing in the championship, but you will get opportunities to play like you're in the Prem. And and what is, go on. the thing about the thing about the championship is if you do not outwork the opposition, yeah. it's very hard for any added quality to come through. Now th- let's be honest, Birmingham were not good. They were that? a not good side. Or do you and, think that we and, made them absolutely? Not good? I, I I think we didn't come across their strongest eleven. There were a number of players yeah. out. There's no problem with that. We we did exactly the same thing on Saturday, and we folded exactly. like the proverbial pack of cards. So you know, was it? We got about them in and around the midfield, and I think we we dropped off at the start of the second half. It's not looking to be be negative. I think Wilder will look at Saturday and go. I got a performance on Saturday out of them for about 12 and a half seconds. I got a performance out of them for, for a pretty full 45 minutes, I think, um, in terms of being on top of the game. Not always making the right decisions, still looking a little bit uh, unfamiliar. They're going to be. He's still not had that long with them. But there was an energy and an and appetite about the midfield. And always goals are going to change games. I mean, it was it was lovely to see Semmer get the ball across for loser to get the goal. And you saw that maybe settle a lot of nerves yeah. um, that, that after Saturday, you know, might have been feeling a bit icky about things. But no, I thought it was, uh, you know, seeing seeing Keenan get a goal will help him that you know, sort of absolutely well. hugely. Proper goal. That wasn't a tap-in. He really, I mean, that was right in front of me, by the way. And it was just like, Oh, like like it was a striker's goal, like a, a a classy striker's goal. The other thing that I thought of though, are we are we bigging up the championship too much? Hasn't it all been like that? When when teams come on to us, they're woeful. They can't score. They need twenty shots on goal to score, and yet and and that's what we've been faced with most games. And yet we've been looking at our team, thinking, why can't you beat this lot? They're terrible. But tonight we did it. Well, tonight we did. However, there were there were things, and it's worth worth noting that whilst I didn't think I didn't think Birmingham looked particularly good personally, they still opened us up in that first what fifteen twenty twenty five minutes of the, of the second half. And well, no, Scott Hogan absolutely fluffed his lines, yeah, and then there was the one where the ball was put in, but jumped under, and it came to him, and he put it wide. It, it, that that's fine. Games are created, lost, and won on small margins. That's fair enough. We know it's not going to be a hundred percent. And as you quite rightly say, in the championship, people won't take all of their chances. We didn't take all of our chances, but we we did enough to we did enough tonight. And I think there's enough to be to be very enthusiastic about in terms of this By game. By the way, hold on, is roll it, back is on it, that. The one thing that I'm not on. doing is getting excited about Wigan. <laughs> Because, come on, we've seen this. We've had this. How many times are you going to do this to yourself? You know, like, don't start looking at Wigan and don't start talking about the playoffs. Let's just enjoy it tonight. It was great. Fucking hell, we've been crying out. Just to look okay. I think we look great. I don't think Birmingham were any more shit than any other championship team. And it just so happens that the actual (laughs) players that we thought could play, played. And... Is it that Saar is our Ronaldo and get fucking rid of him? Is it that? Saar, we we we've done. We, I was going to say we've done Saar. We have. We I have. Mean, but, I we, mean, we, we, we've 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 called. We've you know, it's worth a point. Saar is Saar is the proverbial glass of water. <laughs> if he if he if he if he does something for you, it's half full. If he doesn't do anything for you, it's half empty. His stats sometimes you know look really good, but then you no, also you know what can is, look Peter? at the half the half empty and decide what he doesn't do when he could. So, Tonight we saw an energy that we hadn't seen so before. We, there weren't what, any passengers. What it is you're right to to, to not criticize the you know stats wise. What what I'm thinking is it affects the way the rest of the team play. Like having a player like that, somehow Zhao doesn't fall into that category for me because it, it, it I, I, I feel like, like you said, you know, it, it's five minutes of a game he could turn it. But, but how many times has he been doing that? And how much are people on the field relying on him to do that? And if you take him out the equation and you play like a team that hasn't got a sock, you know, but maybe that you could say that about Pedro, so it might it might be a flawed argument. No, no, no. What, what, what I thought, and it'd be interesting, and anybody who's got any observations, please feel free 
hit the request button and come on and just let us know what yeah, you think about, about tonight. Lebowski has had enough First, beers tonight, so he's not going to be that entertaining. No, so. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't because of that. My, the thing that I thought was really interesting, especially in the first half, was when whenever I've looked at a 3-4-1-2, and we didn't play a 3-4-1-2 tonight because we played a single player up front. It was an interesting piece, and you know, I'm, I'm sure people will look at it and, and break it down as they did. What really interested me in the first half was Ngakia driving inside, and if you you recall uh, Sheffield United, um, and yes, he's had other formations, he's quite right, but Chris Wilder played famously having f- uh, the, the outside centre-backs overlapping. This didn't happen to, to this, you know, in, in this first half. And Gaki would drive inside and Kone would make the overlapping he run. It didn't great. always he work. It didn't tonight. always come out. But he got about and he gave an option. Now, if you had Saar in the place there, he would be. he would basically be occupying the space that Kone was moving into as Ngaki was driving everybody around. It looked more than the sum of its parts on occasion. On occasion. We'll, tem- we'll temper for. it. We'll temper it. That's all we've been asking yeah. for, isn't it? Brett, Seriously, lovely uh, to hear from you. And lovely, 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 lovely to hear a nice smile on his face. And hopefully, just hopefully, he won't miss his slip junk, uh, his slip road when he normally... Uh, Whereas he normally does. Let's uh, let's add in Justin, see see what his thoughts are, and then Wendover, we're coming to you, and Bedfordshire Hornets, we'd be coming to you guys as well. Well, it, it, this might be quite a quite a short one tonight. Who knows, Just? What do you what do you think? What were your thoughts tonight? Well, yes, I mean, obviously uh, they put in a performance tonight, but we've seen them do this before. These sort of big performances, and then you know we don't seem to be able to put back to back wins together, etc. Having said that, we've got Wigan, who are in a similar position to Birmingham, or in fact, they're you know having a worse time of it on Saturday. So it may be seen, but I was well, you know, I was sat with you, Peter, and um, I didn't have to shout crap five times uh, in ninety minutes. That was an improvement. that was a massive improvement. I mean, you know, what's not to like about a three 0 win? It's 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 a nice thing to happen, but let's not get complacent. Let's not start resting on any laurels. We need to build on that rather than look at it and go. Oh, look at that. We need to kind of build on it. So, yeah, um, be interesting to see what everybody's saying. There's some very good five-word match reviews that I've seen. Some of them are very funny. So looking forward to you reading them out later. But, yeah, let's see. Excellent. Excellent. I think we can I think we can all know that all of the concerns that have been raised and discussed on all of the platforms after after the QPR game and all of the things, because a lot of people have looked at the, over the you know back over the last 18 months, over the last two to three years, over, you know, basically all the way back, you know, now to, to the Pozzo, uh, to the whole Pozzo model and has been talking about the culture and about what's not necessarily gone right. It's lovely to have a game and a win tonight, but it's probably worth just, just, just still bearing that in mind that if we do manage to sneak into the playoffs, which I very much personally doubt, but I don't care about that at the moment. I just want to see us going out each game and seeing Chris Wilder building a uh, you know, building a sense of something that's moving forward. If he gets enough of them, then it could be like that Tommy Mooney seven you know seven goals in six games run that got us into the playoffs back in '99. But that's hoping against hope against hope. One of the things, guys, people might have seen is the uh, Parlacci Gino. Um, than going out on social media, and that we're just gonna we're gonna keep this one rolling because as we and a host of you know other podcasts have mentioned, it's you know what we'd really like to hear. Just first of all, is is hear something from the owner, and I appreciate lots of people will say owners won't talk to you. We're gonna campaign and hope that he does. We're just gonna keep this going, and if you if you support, fantastic. If you disagree, there's no way you disagree. That's fine as well. That's no problem at all. Um, let's go to Wendover Horn. Hopefully, he's gonna be very happy this evening. Be find, finding out if he's halfway up the A41 or pulled over or instead indeed in the West Hearts. Where I is imagine it? he's digesting an enormous piece of chocolate brownie that <laughs> he's doing. Now, now, I did hear about this upon your return after <laughs> halftime. Greg, I put it to you, sir, that you may be somebody who both had your cake and indeed ate it. Oh, yes. I, I fancied something sweet at halftime, and I bumped into just as I was uh, queuing up for a, a, a most lovely, moist, sumptuous chocolate brownie, and, and, uh, and, and rather nice it was too. Yeah, right. Excellent. I'm glad. I'm glad to finally hear on this podcast the appropriate use of the word moist. Well done. Well done. <laughs> what did you think of the? 
what did you think of the game, sir, uh, uh, th- th- this evening? As bad as it was, uh, or, you know, as good as it was bad on Saturday, or are you more tempered? What well, did you take out tonight? Pete, I finally got, you know, dry from getting soaked at Loftus Road by by sort of about nine o'clock on, 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 on Saturday when, when I got home. Pete, I got a football to get to be entertained. And I was entertained in that first half. I was entertained. I thought they played some lovely stuff. I thought that was Cody's best game for Watford FC. I thought mm. the maligned Bakuna played well. I thought Imran Loser looked great in that slightly d- deeper semi-quarterback position. And it looked like Wilder has got some of his ideas through to them. And uh, if he can do that in a few days... You never know. You never know because that was much, much better. Yes, I agree. Birmingham, not the best side, but they didn't look too bad for 20 minutes after half time. I yeah. particularly liked uh, their left sided player, uh, their sort of like left wing backy type. I, th- I thought he was a good player. I thought the guy in the midfield with all the hair wasn't a bad player. Yeah, but you know, much, you know, much, much improved. And as I say, if, if Wilder could do that in a few days, you know, we've got, you know, I'm, I'm more, I'm more excited about Saturday. I think we're not wicked winging over on Saturday. Then he's got the international break to work longer with the lads, minus obviously the, the boys that are going mm-hmm. away, the, the boys that are going away on international duty. And um, yeah, yeah, I think. We've got a chance. We've got a chance. We've got a we've got a fighting, fighting chance. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. What do you What did you think about? And 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 he's coming for an awful lot of compliments, especially for his performance away at Sheffield United. But obviously, he wasn't there, and neither was Saar. Hamza Chowdhury yeah. can tend to slow us down a little bit in the midfield on occasions. Yeah. If we, you know, and, and in terms of a lot of people have said and 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 said during Slaven Bilic that. At home, take the handbrake off. That was a phrase that we were all using on Saturday and before it, and it felt like the handbrake was taken off. Okay, he was it was it was a a move forced upon him, but we seem to be a little bit more slick again, especially in the first half. I appreciate it wasn't so great in uh, in large periods of the second, but we we kind of seem to move it a little bit quicker. Do you think we look better yeah. for not having Saar and not having Chowdhury at home? Certainly, you know, I, th- I think Saar is, and I think the majority of us will, will agree, a bit of an albatross around our neck. Yes, we were better without Saar, and we were, I, I was thinking that to myself, we were better without Chowdhury. With Loser in that deeper position, he's far more constructive, and he moves the ball so much quicker. Yeah, I, I yeah, I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play Chowdhury at home. Away from home, different kettle of fish. Different. You, you, you probably need Hamza in there. Away from home, but at home, no. Keep, 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 keep Hamza on the bench and bring him on three quarters of the way into the game. If we're two nil, if we're two nil, two nil up, and, and we and we want to hold on, hundred percent. One one thing I do want to question. Um, yeah, he was great for. He was great in the first half. But Keenan blows after 55 minutes, doesn't he? After 55 minutes, that, that's the lot you're going to get out of Keenan Davis. It's definitely a fitness issue, isn't it? Yes, basically. Um, I mean, we, we'd said as he was getting a run of games, crikey, back before before we all came to a stop in around what November time for the for the for the World Cup that uh, my thoughts were he looks like he's one of those players who gets fit by playing games but then you got the catch 22 of he plays games and and he kind of potentially gets injured which is what happened and and then we don't get him back and then it's it's yeah it's not like he's a he doesn't look like somebody who has a naturally retained level of fitness no he doesn't um, you know no, he, doesn't. He, he needs to be there but but in fairness, I think you've got, you know, for a lot of people, we, you know, if we look back at, at the Billich era, shall we say, how can I say this? Yes, we all said about them looking uncoached, but we also said there was there was very little in-game management of any positivity. Tonight, he was blowing. He did get put on a yellow card. He was being goaded by the Birmingham fans, and Wilder swapped him. 
And he, and okay, uh, you know, I called that. I, I think Pete, I lot... called that. I called that. I said, get Keenan off because he's going to get a red card. And well, he heard you. Yeah. Many people might have wanted to see a Roche come on. He brought on a Sombolonga who got in and around the right area. And then for me, for, for, for me personally, the highlight of the game was that that the, the play where uh, Kone kind of you know, hammered down the right hand side, got inside his, uh, his his fullback who was trying to you know kind of uh, do his best to stop him, and then and then put it across. And yeah. I'm not saying Asom Belonga scored it in the most um, uh, beautifully graceful, dignified manner, but he was there. He was and there. If, if, yeah. You know, if, if if we see somebody kind of you know in Davis going, okay, he's blowing up. I'm going to give Asom Belonga more minutes. Asom Belonga's at least got a chance of playing his way in perhaps yeah, yeah i'd still like i'd still like to see a rush i'd still love to see two up front uh a little bit more oh, I would, we I, got I, up we I got would, up yeah. we're supporting him yeah. far better today yeah I, I would a lot of promise in that cody that cody's gonna be a baller there's you know he hasn't he's, he's very inexperienced very and he's getting better he's getting better he will be a he will be he'll be a good signing for us give it give him give him a bit longer cody He'll he'll be fine, guys. He'll be fine. Very good, very good, very good. Um, as we said, there we're still going to be looking for you know uh, looking at where where is the season going to take us. Um, Wembley, you know, uh, 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 you're you're being positive as ever, yeah, yeah. I'm being positive. And before I go, before I go, Palicia Gino. Absolutely, absolutely. Talk to us, Gino. That's the only thing. This is this Palicio is the thing that we talked Gino. about. Earlier on. Pa- oh, Palacci, Greg. Palacci, 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 Palacci Gino. All right, Palacci, Palacci, Palacci. There you go. There you go. The idea is just to say, look, thank you, thank you, Greg. Lovely as always. It's to say, look, we're here. We just want to talk. We just want to know. We just want to be included in the conversation. Want a lot of people have talked about the connection with the club, and a lot of people will say, no, just get him out. A lot of people will say, why do you need to talk? We would just like to get the communication back. Back in and around the club with the owner would be the ideal. Mr. Carl James, sir. Mr. Carl James, before I go to uh, uh, to, to Ian, Bedridge and Hornet, what, uh, how was it from the uh, from the rookery? Sorry, my wife is trying to call me while I'm uh, on this on the phone, so I've just told her to uh, polite, politely piss off. Um, well done, well done. Yes. Well said. So, um, yes, yeah, all very good. Um, following on from Greg's uh, Italian pronunciation is always going to be a difficult thing to, uh, to try and China Trump, but uh, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. Um, before I start, I would like to make an apology. Uh, I'd like to apologise to, to your good self, Peter and Justin, for being a little <laughs> bit overzealous after the, uh, the, the the QPR game and accusing you of being armchair supporting <laughs> wankers. I, I blame that on the rain. The rain. I blame. <laughs> I, I, yes, I thank you, Justin. I, I blame that on the rain as well. It was nothing to do with the alcohol consumed that day. It was it was purely weather based um, issues. Um, but 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 <laughs> if you believe that, you'll believe anything, guys. But on, on, a, on a serious note, I think um, going into that game, I was a little, I was, I was expecting too much. I was expecting uh, Chris Wilder to turn up on a Wednesday and for Watford to be the new Brazil by Saturday, and, and, and clearly that that was never going to happen. But this evening is, is a is a, a welcome surprise. It's it's a, it's a welcome feeling of, uh, of as you know, following on from Greg being entertained in the in the Hello. first half of football. Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Carl. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being entertained in the first half of football, it was, um, it, it was excellent. Um, but what I will say is, it doesn't paper over the cracks of our football club. It's been well publicised on other podcasts from the Rookery Ends to mention, um, and and others as well that that there's a lot of issues going on at this football club. And do you know what, guys? It's it's not about. It's not about getting um, Gino Pozzo to resign. It's not about getting an overhaul of, of, of anything, really. It's purely to get the man to talk in any way that he feels fit to talk to us supporters about the football club that we all love. Every single one of you that are listening to this at the moment, that are listening to my voice, all want the same thing. We all want the club to be successful. We all want the club to be... I've got a really angry Italian lady going past me here at the moment. She's... <laughs> Stop there. Um, 
yeah, that, that they all really want the club to be successful. We all want the same thing, and and I, and I think that's really important. What what um, do not scratch your eyes is about for anyone that doesn't know is this is what we're doing now is about talking is about everyone having an opportunity to speak and 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 to be as one, and we need to do that. We need to do that off of this as well, off of Twitter. We need to do this. As a, as a group of individuals, as a group of supporters that love our club, that want the same thing. And that's not about running up to the director's box and demanding that, you know, people be thrown out and all of this other stuff. But what it is asking is for a bit of, to be see-through, to be, you know, for us for us to be able to be part of it, for, for Gino to take a step back and remember why he took over this football club. To remember those good times, because there's no good times at the moment, is there? It, 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 over the last couple of years, to remember what that all felt like, and and him as much as us. And if anything, if anything that we've done in this podcast can just get us near that, I'll be over the moon. If we could just get Gino to talk, I'm not going to pronounce it in Italian because I'll fuck it up like Greg did. Um, <laughs> I think that's half the joy. Yeah, personally. that's half the joy, of course. But look, listen, it, it's everybody listening to this. The reason you join, you you tune into this, isn't because you like listening to me or Peter or Justin or the. It, it, it's it's because we are that we all have we all share something we all share the love of this club and no matter what's said um and i haven't had a drink tonight i don't know if you can tell but i'm actually i feel like i'm making sense but we um we we all want the same thing and and that's really really important and if we do it in the right way there is no reason why that owner won't listen to us yeah and how that goes about whether it be a a letter a, a, a fans open letter to the board, to whatever, I don't know. That That's that's for, for another day. But I just want to say, on behalf of the, the podcast, on behalf of you guys, we really do appreciate all the feedback and uh, all the positivity that, that we've had through um, everything that we've done. I, I think the guys, and I'll, I'll mention them, the guys over at um, from the Rookery End said some amazing stuff, stuff that I connected with. That I've never connected with him before, and it, it, it's purely because we're we're Watford fans. And if you really dig deep and and look at it, no matter if the guy next to you is saying "Oh fuck bollocks, sack him," blah 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 blah, and you're saying "No no 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 don't," your your common goal is the same thing. You just want the club to to be successful, and there's nothing wrong with that. And and that's really probably the end of my point. I would say there. Wow, wow. I, to be honest, Carl, you have Carl, Carl James will be returning next week, pissed as an arsehole, I promise you. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I, I'm sure normal service will be resumed. Hi, everyone. It's Nick Wright. You're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. That's all good. Let's go to Bedfordshire Hornets, Mr. Ian Bacon. Let's go, let's go and see what he thinks. Thank you, Carl. So we will catch you catch you a bit later. Uh, whilst Ian's just ready to come in there. Um, the, the, the whole kind of Palacci Gino thing. If you see some social media stuff from us and if you if you kind of want to, if you want to get on board and you kind of retweet it or share it or like it, all of this is just about trying to build up a little weight of stuff and then we've got some ideas and some plans because you know what we do. We do stuff that we've got no idea what what or how to do it, but we're going to be trying to do it to try to take it into the ground as well. But the whole point of this is to try to just say, Hey, just just include us, just include us. Talking about including, I'll shut up now and go. Let's go across to uh, to Mr. Ian Bacon, sir. Mr. Ian Bacon, if you want to hit your mic button, um, what did you what did you make of tonight's shenanigans? Well, firstly, inspirational speech there from Carl. Blimey, wow! How do I follow that? 
I, I was just I was just impressed at him having speech. That was that was that's nor, that's better than normal. Yes, and 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 um, if, if Greg can afford a chocolate brownie from Watford, he's clearly getting paid too much. But that's a, that's another matter. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was um, it was what we all wanted to see, wasn't it? Um, uh, the the wing backs overlapping, I thought, and Gakia was brilliant in in the first half. Hoots has got a lovely long range pass on him. Um, and he looked really, really comfortable um, today. Um, but a few people have said it. Kone was my man in the match. I thought he was brilliant. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant um, today. Um, but what we've got to do is, is back it up, like I think uh, Justin said, with um, a performance on Saturday. Because so often we, we will do well and have a good performance and win. And then the following game... It, we, we turn up and it's like these 11 strangers on the pitch and they've never met before. So so that's what we've got to make sure that we, we do for Saturday. But um, in, in, encouraging encouraging signs, but, you know, we, we know about the work off the field that's that's got to be done that Cole just so eloquently um, said. And, um, you know, that the players just got to concentrate on what they can do on the pitch. And, you know, thankfully they did that tonight. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, we... we touched on when I was chatting with Brett that first 15 to 20 minutes of the of, of the second half where we we kind of sat back sat off them a little bit in midfield and I thought they were that was when they started to kind of get on and deliver some balls into the box because whilst I don't think Birmingham were personally any great shakes and if you look at the list of players that they weren't able to include one who is obvious in terms of Troy Deeney um th- then we, we we know that there was you know that they, they they did have players missing but you know we we know what that's like throughout a season but there were some balls that fell in and some chances that were there but for me I think we're always going to have something that's going to happen over 90 minutes, but it felt nice to have 11 efforts on target was the stats of the, um, uh, as I've seen it there. And that felt different. That felt like when yeah. we were going forward, th- there was a bit of belief rather than just kind of a, a lack of idea about what, what happens and where things go. And I did like the fact that he kind of t- took people he made the changes sort of early, you know, kind of, uh, you know, and Gakia mm. went after 66 minutes, um, Davis at the same time, you know, he kind of, he kind of seemed to freshen it up. Did that come across to you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, the, the substitutions were made, um, like you say, at the right time, sort of as part of the plan, if you like, rather than reacting, being, being reactive to, to, to something though, they, they all seem to be part of the, uh, strategic plan so so no absolutely and, and the the attacking um efforts that we had on on goal i mean the, the only disappointment from today really is that i didn't pay any attention to your tweet earlier on and put some money on brit to score although blessing me did try his best to fuck it up but um yeah i i i, th- I think the substitutions absolutely absolutely made made sense and they they were the right ones to right ones to do very good, very good, very good. Well, we're going to go to Mr. Neil Silverstone. Uh, Mr. Silverstein. Yeah. Mr. Neil Silverstein. Sorry, what can I say? I've had a couple um, in, in a moment for 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 his uh, his his betting analysis because uh, he did mention earlier on, and if a song for longer scores, he, he he did mention this. He did mention this. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Greg's already said, and uh, Brett's already said, we don't want to talk about the playoffs, or we think we're going to go to Wembley. It's going to be all split split around between positivity, etc. What are your What are your hopes for Saturday against Wigan? Because they they are obviously struggling. Do you think this could at least set some momentum and give us some possibility of doing something towards the end of the season? Momentum's the word, and we've got to have some momentum from this and some consistency from this going forward. We can't think that. Um, oh, you know, we, we've won tonight, so this is how we're always going to play because then we're going to turn up and they'll, they'll do a job on us. Um, so, yeah, we, we've got to have that consistent approach and, you know, what we've done tonight should really be the the, the minimum that Wilder expects from the team and he should be pushing them, pushing them to get more and more now, I think. Good stuff, good stuff. Was there anything, uh, you know, that 20 minutes notwithstanding, that from your perspective you saw any any kind of gaps or anything... Not negative, but anything that you want, um, you know, kind of uh, Wilder to kind of take care of, if not against Wigan, certainly in the two weeks that he gets to work with uh, with with the squad in the international um, uh, gap. We still seem to lack something of only having one up front, and already we've all been crying out for having two two up front, and and sometimes the final the final ball, you know, there was a couple of corners which you know 
historically for us never go past the first man and they lose red one in the second half that didn't so yeah you know the, the, the top end of the pitch I'm, I'm comfortable with where we are at, at the back end with the, the defense and how well the midfield played tonight but even though we scored three goals I think it's it's the the top end of the pitch we need to be need to be looking at and working on well, he, he's been brought in for, you know, 11 games. We know what, what happened with the first one. The second one is a vast improvement. Um, but in order to get where, you know, Chris Wilder will want to get to, he's got to go on a positive run. He's got to go out and manage those games to get into winning position. So, yeah, absolutely. See, see, we'll see what he does. Thank you very much, sir. Much appreciated. Uh, you did so. mention that. Cheers, mate. You did mention... Uh, your, your, the, the, the betting advice that we got from DNSWE head of betting, Mr. Neil Silverstein, sir, sir, that was that was much better than Saturday. What, what, what were your thoughts other than your guru-like status of predicting that Asamba Longa was going to, uh, going to get on the on the clean on, on the score sheet? But yeah, that was a bit of a luck, really, though, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> Just a tad. Fell over and it, it went off with one of his three bellies, I think. Um, so, so first of all, <laughs> coherent Carl. Fucking hell, there's a change, you know, but that's um, that's about as much of a change as the performance from what was a team this evening rather than mindless individuals running around wearing the same coloured shirts on Saturday. So, thoughts? I am still here, by the way. I'm just going to let you know that. No, no, that's right. You're still coherent. It's even more impressive. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in the pub now, so it won't last long. Good. Sorry. Normal service resumed. So, hopefully that won't be the case exactly. on Saturday. God bless um, you. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, I, I, I don't know if I'm the only one, I can. I, I picture Uncle Ron sat in somewhere in Florida stewing an old alligator. Not not knowing what on earth to say right now, um, but no, seriously, a good performance, and it did look like a team. And I think Pete, your technical analysis earlier about the way that Kone came into the game um, as a consequence of Sar not being it was bang on. Um, I just hope that we get, and Ian used the word consistency, play the same eleven again on Saturday because I don't think we've done that all season. You've got to build from it. I mean, one result on its own, on, you know, on a wet Tuesday night. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Great. And, and it, you know, it does paper over the cracks and all the things that everybody's been saying, you know, from the from the Rookery End podcast and yourselves and all the yep. Twitter shows. Those facts still remain. Okay. So where one defeat doesn't make it a disaster, one win doesn't make it that we're home and dry and everything's fine. Um, Absolutely. You know, for me, I'll be looking for two or three back-to-back team performances. Right? That that's what that would then signify that Wilder's actually doing something or being allowed to do something. So yeah, it, it's positive. I mean, it's, it's bloody nice to win though, and three goals. Um, yeah, let, let's hope that it's the same again on Saturday. And do you know what? It is a somber longer to score again on Saturday. Oh. Yeah. and it's a 2-0 win. I'm, I'm going again with that. I think most of us would take that. I definitely would take that. I think I think with the Somber Longa, and, and let's be honest here now, I'm I'm not a man to comment on the, the amount of another man's bellies. I have plenty for myself, and I, I'm, I'm in a glass house, and I'm not going to throw stones. The one thing he's done throughout his career is be in the right place at the right time, and it didn't it didn't go in gracefully, it didn't go in prettily, but he, he was there. And um, and and I think if 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 we're going to get some value from Asamba Longa, it's going to be by having him being on the pitch for that little bit longer, making those proactive in-game management decisions 
that bit more decisively. Did did that feel like that to you tonight in terms of how, how he dealt with Davis? Davis to me looked, you know, he, he was doing well. He was he was winding people up, but he was having a little pull at um uh, at what was his name? Um, the, their lad on the on the left, Graham, I think yeah. it was. He was having a little bit of a pull. He was already on a yellow, and it seemed to me like really good in-game management. We commented on it when it's been bad. Should we praise Wilder for, for his in-game management? Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I, that instance you're talking about when Davis pulled the, 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 the defender down, I don't know if you noticed, and Gakia actually made the substitute signal, you know, with his hand, so I, I, I was concerned that maybe he's picked up an injury there. But back to your point, yeah, uh. I, I, I did like the way it was done. It was, it was sensible um, and kind of pragmatic, thinking, right, I'll protect him and I'll give Britt that game. And bizarrely, and I can't remember it was talked about Davis's fitness. I think the combination of of Asombalonga and, and Davis, you've probably got a ninety minute striker combined. Um, but I yeah. thought what was interesting when when Britt was pa- played in towards the end, he looked a hell of a lot faster than I've seen him so far. But um, and, and I don't know how much it was between his ears um, in terms of confidence that that he might kick on now. Um, and, and hopefully go on a run. So I've got a funny feeling either Davis or Sombolonga will go on a bit of a, a hot streak. Um, we've not had that, you know, at all this season, so I think we're due it. Um, but you're right, he does have that knack of being in the right place at the right time and just getting a toe on something. And I can't remember the last player that we had in the squad that was able to do that. But, you know, as, as long as he's the back of it, I don't care how it goes in, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What What's your forecast for, uh, for you say, 2-0 for, for, for Saturday? Yeah, I, 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 I would go 2-0 and a somber longer to score the second if you want to be really bullish on it. Cool. I like this. I like this very much indeed. Well, talking, thank you, Neil. No, thank you very much evening, as ever. And stay coherent, Carl. <laughs> something he's never been accused of doing in the past. Um, talk, talking of Wigan, uh, out on Thursday will be both the video and the audio uh, for the opposition view, anybody who might remember from the start of, or from the early in, in, on in the season, um, you know, we, we try if we can to bring on a podcast. Progress with Unity is the is the Wigan uh, podcast, and we got to speak to a guy earlier in the season called Barry from Wigan, and lots of people absolutely loved him. He's got one of these melodious voices that is just beautiful to listen to, and he is just the loveliest guy. Well, the the, the three of us had uh, had another sit down with him uh, over uh, over the internet last uh, last night and that's all done that's all in the can that's all ready to come up so you'll be able to hear the preview show of him and also he talks about what's been going on in terms of you may have seen in the in the you know, online etc in the news that uh that, that they've been having some kind of financial concerns and uh and problems so we we kind of cover that as well as as well as other other nicer things as well so uh so that you know look out for that let's go let's go to john parslow because i reckon let's have a look 10 to 11 i reckon he's probably going to be somewhere near near the fifth hole uh walking the dog by about now john hit your mic button sir and let us know uh, let us know whereabouts you are on shorty Wood. Um, i'm close but i'm actually around the streets of rickman's earth it's a little bit it's a bit, uh, bit too dark to, to to risk the common this time of night, but uh, <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Did you did did you enjoy this evening, um, sir? Yeah, which given a um, my mood going into the game, I mean, I just for context, I turned down. Some, I really wasn't looking forward to it after Saturday, and so turned yeah, down the totality, and and I kind of wanted to just be my seat in the rookery, and you know, just with a group around me, and and it was good because I actually got. I got to meet Carl on the way in. I saw Hemel. I bumped into Mike Duffy, um, who was who there. And, uh, you know, I was quite surprised he managed to get through the stewards because they might have chucked him out for his Birmingham accent, of course. But um, <laughs> uh, And um, Lee Asamalo, I might have butchered his surname. So so it was really nice to have that community and a, a few chats and just even just a, or a few hellos. So that was all good. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing how fickle we are as fans a little bit. <laughs> Um, from Saturday through to tonight, and I think your con- your context of mm, underlying trend around the results, we still need to um, you know to to think about a few things. Uh, is it is absolutely correct? Um, it's an odd one, John, because there is an element of all of this which is, as I've said before, win good, lose bad. Of course, there is. We're football fans. We go to a match. We want to win. We've won. We should be happy. But you're absolutely right, and that's why we wanted to say, look, there are some wider things. Uh, it, it's not for now for us to sit there and start banging on about that because we want to talk about the game. We want to talk about what was what was good, what was bad, 
depending on which way it went. Tonight, there seemed there feels like there was there was certainly more good than bad, and there was certainly an awful lot more than we could have possibly expected at five o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. Especially if if you were one of the good burgers sitting there in uh, in West London getting drenched. Yeah. Um, what what did, what did you see as the main differences after after QPR? Yeah, and it's funny because I have been reflecting over the last few days. So my immediate reaction, as I said on spaces, on was anger on on Saturday, and then I kind of mentioned I, I realised the players were sort of a bit all over the place. And actually, on by Sunday, I was like going maybe maybe my anger isn't so much towards the players, and it's a reflection of Wilder's only been in. A couple of days, and they look confused. They look confused by the system and yep. everything else. And I think probably, possibly, what we've seen tonight is a couple of more days of working out what they're meant to be doing. Um, yep. I thought the key. Uh, I've got an observation on Charity, which I'll come back to. But the key thing I think tonight was Pedro pushing more forward, right? So ultimately, nice. what what we really had in there was a midfield. That I've been crying out for all season, apart from one thing, which is get Coney and Loser, and for me, ideally Chowdhury. I I understand everybody saying, "Oh, it's better without Chowdhury." I don't think that was the point. I think the point was you had a midfield free that you can alternate Chowdhury over Bakuna for me all day long, and I would still mm-hmm. bring him back in when we do that. And you can still, and then they they can rotate, and you can get that going. And that's kind of what we've been asking for a little bit. Pedro more forward, get that going. And then you've got the Sarah question, right? So it's almost uh, I'm gonna I'll butcher it, Il Palaccio about Sar. And I think that's the point. And I've said this at the start of the season. We have a we've had a Sar problem for ages. And I think he's a great guy. I think he's a really talented player. I don't think we've used him properly. But a few people have made the observation. It is just like when he's not on it and he's not allowed to be subbed or he's not in the team. Then it's difficult. So, so we have to play differently when he's not there. We have to find a different way, and I think that's what happened a little bit tonight. And and, and my second observation really is, yeah, the first half was brilliant. I mean, I feel from Bagakia, if that had gone in, I mean, seriously, that was goal of the season. You know, so that, yeah, he did. That did it would well. have wiped out Sars goal against West Brom. So, so you know, uh, for, for that one. But I actually think it's a good thing going forward that we had the problems we had in the second half. Because I think if we'd gone on and won 5-0 and, or 6-0 and just absolutely smashed them out of the park, we might have just had that little bit of that comfort blanket and we go into Wigan and then we'll we know what will happen. It'll be a 0-0 draw or 1-0 last minute. Nice. And I think what Wilder will be able to do is, brilliant, but here's some more things to work on. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I think I think that's a really, really good thing. So we don't get super com you know, you know, super confident. And then we can we can build that run. And and we've got to do this, you know. I mean, you know, anybody who's not gone tonight or is upset, let's let's get their Wigan because what we can do against Wigan is build on this, get that second result in the can, as Greg said, I think, you know, then you've got that little break. Keep developing the way he wants to play a little bit, and then the big one, right? And because if we can bring that confidence, international break, two wins in a row, we can just start thinking. I mean, not one of those players, I don't think, is not going to put in a shift against Luton. So I think we'll know that. We hope that anyway. That'll happen, and then we might have a little bit of a run. I know, I know that this could be like building us up for a death by a thousand cuts. You know, being it'd be nicer to have lost tonight and gone. Well, that really is fucking over, and then we can just all put our feet up. But we're either going to drag ourselves into the playoffs or just miss out horribly or something. But uh, let's give it a go. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a go. And it was it, there was a lot of positive, and I think the negative bit was a good thing in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a very nice way of looking at it. When you say about we need to talk about mm. Sar, um, in terms of that, one of the things that I observed to, to Justin was the fact, and you mentioned it there, he he plays every ninety minutes. He play, you know, he he seems not to be able to be bought off unless he's kind of physically injured. And then you sort of look at that and go, well, how does he get back in? Where does he go back in? And one of the things, and I'd, I'd like to know if whether or not you think this makes sense, or if I'm just talking out of my ear roll, which let's be honest, I do on a regular basis, is the fact that do you remember Delafeu before the FA Cup semi final? 
it, it, we, we played Fulham and he didn't play well and he was he was he was dropped for the for the semi-final and he came on on the 65th minute and was like a man possessed in Sar's mind I think at the moment he must look at it and go I shouldn't be at a club like Watford I shouldn't be playing in the championship and actually if you if you brought him back and said you're on the bench you're not starting I wonder, I just wonder, might we get a similar reaction? Because he suddenly goes from somebody going, I shouldn't be playing for this team, to being somebody who wants to go and prove that he absolutely should be in the starting eleven. At the moment, he doesn't have to do anything to justify it. He just gets thrown in. I wonder if Wilder will, will, will take a different tack. Uh, Am I way off the mark? What do you think? I, I, I don't know. I, I understand what you're trying to say, but I, I think with Delafeo, right, he had yep. an absolute 100% confidence in his own ability, yeah? And occasionally, mm-hmm. he was a little bit lazy or just wouldn't quite do it. But he believed in himself. I think the problem with Sarr is you do that to Sarr, I, I, I think he's built on confidence. And I think, uh, you know, I'm not sure he he has it in him to have that same reaction. It might actually throw him backwards, but I, I'm not saying you can bring mm-hmm. you straight back in. I, I, I think the problem is where do you play Sarr? And... I think there are games, I mean, maybe it is right, put him on the bench and there are games where if we need to, you are put, you are bringing him in, in, in into almost, this is going to sound mad, but that right wing back position, but it's not a right wing back position because basically you're throwing extra forwards on, right? So you're, so mm-hmm. you're not going to defend, you're just throwing another player who's now right advanced and pushing on and then we're keeping the shape so i don't know i i, I just wonder about stars fragility i mean i, I said this for ages i mean i, I sort of I, he excites me and frustrates me and i feel so sorry for him at the same time in lots of different ways because i think uh, you know i mean he's on what his 11th coach in three years is madness yeah yeah where is he meant to play how should he be doing he came, he came with some with talent he's clearly got some Thing. We all think he's not as, you know, as what fans will go. Well, he, you know, maybe he's just not as good as he is. He probably is, but and we probably won't see it until he goes somewhere else and and, and you know and 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 gets gets that coaching. But I mean, I I I, I don't know, I don't know what happened. He's a superstar for Senegal, right? And you know, so there is something there. And it's I think it's our fault we've not got the best out of him. Um, ultimately. You know, because um, he can do it, but he needs a man. He needs a coach who does the right things with him. I think maybe he's the sort of person more that you have to put your arm around a lot more and encourage. And I think that's the tr- that's the trouble. I think that's the difference between him and Adelafeo. I think Adelafeo is arrogant and brilliant when he wants to be, and um, you know, loved him to death. But he was frustrating as well, right? <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. My my point is simply: if you drop somebody who considers themselves undroppable, might you get a bounce back? Might you get a reaction? That was the only. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 right, I'm so. not sure. So I think he's undroppable. I think the trouble is a lot of coaches is they felt he's undroppable. Yeah. yeah? I think it's the coaches have gone. I can't take him out because I've got. I need something from the side, and you know. But but we're better as a team unit than relying on one individual. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the point. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.